Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Football on the Rocks. Tonight, we are going to give you a recap of week one, and it was a week, if nothing else, I will say that. Um, as I sit here and watch the Sunday night football game and discover if the Bears decide they want to do anything this season and if the Rams are going to actually be really good or not, um, we will discuss with you how our teams, how our predictions, and more than anything else, just how the whole week went in its entirety. Um, so as we get started tonight, um, the first you know first game we'll talk about is the Minnesota Vikings versus. The Cincinnati Bengals and the three of us are a little bit disappointed tonight. Obviously, we are Viking fans, as you may or may not already know. And uh, our team did not perform the way we may have wanted or expected. But when it comes to fantasy points and fantasy purposes, which is what we're here to talk about tonight, you guys have any comments, John, Bobby, to get us started? No, I'm just happy to have the season start. Yeah, I mean, we, we actually got to watch real football and be disappointed by real football. I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I know uh, on, on tonight, too, just because, you know, we, it is football on the rock. So I am drinking a little bit of Woodford to kind of cap off my night. Uh, it's an easy thing for me to drink on a Sunday night. So that's what I typically like to go with. But uh, you guys drinking it all tonight? Of course. The Vikings lost. Of course, I'm, I'm drinking. <laughs> Is it another one of the, your sugar beers, Bobby? No, um, I am actually opening up another one right now, if you can hear it. Um, <laughs> it actually sounded like you dropped like your phone or something. No, that was me cracking open. It's uh, Shell's Oktoberfest. Uh, Oktoberfest actually starts in a week here. Uh, runs through the first weekend of October. For those of you who don't know, Oktoberfest, that's when it actually runs, is September to October. Um, and Shells has consistently been one of the best Oktoberfest beers coming out each and every season. They know what they're doing. They're a German company. They make a German beer. So that is what I'm going with tonight. John, you drinking? Got anything in your cup? I am. I was drinking Surly Oktoberfest earlier today. Ooh. There you go. Nice. But tonight I have a Whistlepig 10-year rye. Um, it's, got, it's got an okay taste with butterscotch and a little bit of caramel. It's, I'm still not huge on rye, and it has a little bit of a mint taste. I think the mint taste is really killing it for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I do like me some whistle pig. I will say, John, it is one of my favorites. But I will say that if you get if you're drinking it, and you because some of them I feel like don't have they're not quite as minty, but the ones that you get that have that real kind where you can tell where you can really taste the mint, that's the ones that usually go out of the door for me. I don't really like those as much. So 
Whistle pig, though, I'm a rye drinker. I do like me some rye whiskeys, so I, I can't complain about that at all, my, my friend. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into some games tonight. So uh, tonight, again, we're starting off with the Vikings. Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, um, a lot of people are probably paying most attention to that game uh, for Dalvin Cook. Uh, I know in a lot of leagues, he actually had a decent week. Um, not too many complaints. That touchdown that he got there at the kind of middle to the end of the uh, uh, middle, I guess, middle of the fourth quarter definitely helps, you know, save what would have been a decent week and kind of made it a pretty good week. Um, depending on, again, how your points are scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person I was personally a little disappointed in that I didn't think uh, played all that well, and I don't know if it was necessarily his fault. John and I were talking a little bit earlier, but you know, Justin Jefferson, I think most people expected a little bit more out of. Um, you guys have any comments or anything you want to go over on the Vikings game? Thielen just seems to be on his regular absurd tear. I mean, the – the statistics should actually come back to the uh, mean here. He, he scored another two touchdowns. He's ridiculous in, the, in terms of the amount of touchdowns that he's scoring. Um, I thought for sure that that would come down to earth after last season when uh, he was basically scoring touchdowns left and right, but everything else was kind of falling apart. He just kept right on doing that. Um, so that's one that I don't know if that is going to sustain itself and maybe someone to, if you're looking at selling high right away, um, they do have a, a pretty simple schedule the first six, seven weeks here. Uh, but if you can trade Thielen for someone who maybe had a little bit of a down performance, but is look is one of those first or second round draft Guys, he's someone that you could potentially sell high on right away. Yeah. Well, I think, go ahead, John. I think this game was kind of flipped how I expected it. Like Burrow threw 27 times, Cousins threw 49 times. Joe Mixon led the league in rushing for week one. Cook had yeah. 60 yards. And then, you know. Thielen and Jefferson had, you know, 10 and 9 targets, respectively. But then tied for Jefferson and targets was K.J. Osborne, who had more receptions and more yards than Jefferson. So it's just, it, it, it just kind of happened kind of backwards to what I was expecting. I think, yeah. you know, with Irv Smith out, I don't think we really expected KJ Osborne to get nine targets. I think maybe we were thinking DD. Um, but if I, I don't think a lot of Vikings games are going to be throwing 50 times a game. So I wouldn't really put KJ Osborne on my radar, but you know, if the, if the defense keeps struggling and who knows. Zimmer would have an aneurysm if we threw 50 times a game. Well, and, and I would even say this, like, honestly, the the offense to me looked almost pedestrian, right? You know, when we – last year, the Vikings, the offense was never even close to the problem, right? They scored tons of points. They had a good a, a, you know, top five almost season. Uh, but today, I felt like they just looked pedestrian. Uh, and, Bobby, to your comment on Thielen, I actually think – I mean, if uh, – how do you say he's going to regress to the mean when the guys, you know, he's like the go-to person. I mean, he got, 
I feel like as many, if not more targets than he got last year. And even on, you know, any, almost every third down, I feel like Thielen was targeted. Yeah. I'm talking more. So he had, uh, what? 74 catches and 14 touchdowns. Sure. Um, but he's got two to start the season. You know, right. Like, like, right. And that that's just the thing I'm, all I'm saying is that I don't expect I did not expect him to be right out the gate scoring two touchdowns a game right away like he, he was doing last year. I just didn't see it coming and I I think that if you can trade him, I'm just saying he's a sell high potential. I mean not not saying he's gonna fall crater back to earth. He's still gonna be a good wide receiver. This team is gonna pass the ball. He's gonna do well. Yeah. But if you can move him for someone like, I, I don't know, someone in the, that first or second round that kind of underperformed this week, I mean, there might be some people out there panicking on Diggs because he didn't do so hot today. And that offense wasn't what you think you would get out of, uh, out of Buffalo. Sure. Somebody might be like, you know what? Give me, give me Diggs. Like, yep, let me package these guys together. It'll probably be some kind of a deal where you probably – in for digs and then there's like a, a running back swap where someone's improving at running back and you're kind of declining at running back a little bit but if you can make a trade like that uh, it's something that you know look out and see if maybe you can find something like that if you have Thielen and you're on that mentality me who I love to trade I'm always looking for different things like that and so that's a guy that I would potentially look at trying to trying to move if yeah, I could that- I think me and you are just different. What, shocker, me and you being different, we disagree on everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was not going to trade a Viking. It was right. well. Joe's well, not going to draft not, the Vikings. He's going to he's going to draft gonna uh, Packers instead. No, I'm I don't. Gonna just, I don't think I don't think Thielen scores more than twenty five points a game again. Well, he, I, okay, but I think that's this like maybe saying, that's like saying I drafted a wide receiver in the sixth round and he's getting wide receiver like top two wide receiver points every week. I mean, come on. Yeah, but, but Bobby, I think, I think the I think the idea is right. Feeling Vikings have an easy schedule for the first six games and Thielen kind yeah. of dropped off in the second half last right. year. Right. So if you expect them to drop off again and the yes. schedule's gonna get tougher, it's I think that's not a bad idea. And, and you might be able to sell him on that week schedule period of time. And he came out the gate with two touchdowns. He's a touchdown monster. You know, you can you can talk him up that way. I don't know. He he he's going to be in that you know twelve to twenty range each week in terms of points, probably d- depending on the week and everything. But twenty he's going to get twenty five, twenty seven, thirty points in a week. You might. I'm just saying right now might be his ceiling and that ability to trade them away for something that over the course of the season you're going to get a higher floor from i just don't think there's a trade that exists at least in week one that you're going to be do what be able to do what you're talking about if if Thielen goes for three straight weeks and scores over 20 points for three straight weeks um then maybe people start to think like oh well maybe this is sustainable right and then if they start to think that it's sustainable then at that point you can see a trade and make it realistic I just don't think people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Thielen, oh, yeah, okay, I'll give you Stefan Diggs. You know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, or, or you know, another guy that didn't have a great week this week was, you know, obviously Devontae Adams. People are just gonna be like, oh, yeah, I'll just give you my number one pick in the draft or, you know, my number two pick in the draft, you know, just because, uh, you know, my guy had a bad week and your guy went yeah, off. But if let's say let's say you have um, Thielen and Swift and you could potentially trade him for Thielen and Swift for Adams and like Mike Davis or even the, uh, Harris. Yeah, but I don't think that trade is possible. Somebody somebody might look at that and go, okay, I'm getting a better running back and I'm taking maybe, you know, maybe probably a step down at wide receiver, but I'm taking a big leap at that other position. I'm not saying somebody out there probably won't do a one-for-one like a a Adams or a Diggs for Thielen kind of a trade, but you're packaging him with another, you know, mid-tier running back that outperformed a little bit with Swift. Somebody out there may look at that kind of a trade and go, you know what, I'm going to do it because Swift is better than Harris and Thielen is going to be on a team that he's, he's back to what he was doing last year. There might be some – we're taking too much time on this, but there's somebody out there that – feel around. See if you can't make something happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, so we'll we'll move on. Obviously, uh, again, differing opinions on a lot of different things as we talk uh, throughout each week. Uh, next game is the Eagles versus the Falcons, and I think this is. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that Jamar Chase got how to catch football? Yes. Yeah, I mean he he looked like he was easily the favorite target for Burrow, so I think he jump he jumps up to the number one wide receiver and yeah. you know Boyd, who I liked a lot disappointed and i'm not gonna start him until i see him produce yeah i I would definitely agree with that in terms of seeing jamar chase and going all right you know what i can actually comfortably throw him into my flex spot probably at this point yeah i just don't like talking about the opponent of the vikings when they kick our butt like they did today um but yeah he actually caught a ball so good for him Anyway, going on to the Eagles uh, Falcons game. As long as we're ready, Bobby, are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. Uh, I, my personal opinion in the Eagles Falcons game is about what we expect or about what I expected. To be honest with you, I thought the Falcons would have uh, at least make this game a little bit more interesting. The final was thirty-two to six, um, so I mean they were just flat out embarrassed. Um, but uh, overall, I think that uh, you know kind of what we expected, uh, John. Uh, you mentioned that Jalen Hurts did 300 yards passing and 60 yards rushing and was one of uh, X number of core two of them guys. He had 264 yards passing and 62 yards rushing. So didn't quite hit the 300 yards. So he still has two. Um, yep. He still has two and hit his third yet. Um, but, you know, overall, you know, that, that is pretty good, a pretty good day um, for Hurts. Three touchdowns uh, in the air. Um, to add as well Uh, one thing you know we talk a little bit about pickups um, and people like that one guy I actually think might be worthy of just just paying attention to let's put it that way was uh, Kenneth Gainwell yeah Um, he had a touchdown today night 37 yards rushing um, and actually he had a a touchdown catch I believe that was was taken away yeah yeah called back so he had two touchdowns basically today um Good, you know, he could be somebody that's more likely on the waiver wire, somebody to pay attention to. Uh, you guys got any comments on the, the Eagles uh Falcons game? Um, uh, 
you like what you saw out of Smith and the wide. Uh, Jalen Rager actually surprised me a little bit. I did not see him coming out and you know playing as well as he did. He had six catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but I'm glad that you brought up Gainwell because uh, he had nine carries. Sanders had 15. There's, that's much more of a split than I think everyone expected would happen there. Are you guys surprised at that at all? No. No. That's that's why I had heard. I I tried to get him in a few leagues, but yeah, I think he, I think they they really like Gainwell, the rookie there, and I think, you know, Sanders has one bad game where he fumbles the ball a couple times. I think Gainwell could easily take it over. I think I want to. I don't have the breakdown of, of um, snaps snaps yet. So I think that's that's kind of why I, what I want to look at to see how guys like him and um, Javante Williams are trending. Oh, that's a good point, John. Too, I think that uh, um, looking at snaps would be interesting. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not totally shocked because I mean, at the end of the day, most teams like to spread the wealth, so to speak, at running back in some degree. So the think the fact what was it, sixteen or fifteen carries to nine? I mean, that's. That's a little bit closer to even than maybe what you'd expect coming into the game. But, you know, Gangwell had a good game. I mean, he played well and he, he was, you know, he had a, you know, he had opportunities that he took advantage of, uh, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about another game a little bit later um, that had another running back that was a surprising, which was Tony uh, Jones Jr. for New Orleans. Um, but, you know, there, there's some definitely some guys that, again, teams just spreading the wealth in the backfield, I think is what, it, what the true story of it is um, more than and, anything else, but we'll see what he ends up doing. I, I don't know if this might be something to also keep an eye on throughout the season, but that, that could be somewhat of a trend is uh, with that extra game. Some teams may do some, you know, depending on how their league, their season is going a little bit of that workload management. Um, and we may see more of games like this where there is a closer split um, between a couple of players. And so, Definitely something to keep an eye on and a reason to have some of these, you know, higher end backup running backs on your team because especially once bye weeks hit, there might actually be some viability in them as a you know, starting running back for your team when, when you're straddled with buys and such. Yeah. I think what this game was more than anything else is just showing how bad Atlanta was. Yeah. And so I mean, to emphasize that, how is Kyle Pitts, Joe? I mean, he had four catches, thirty-one yards, eight eight targets total. Uh, I, you know, he wasn't. He was uh, to call him bad is a little bit of a overstatement. I think he had his first. You know, those four catches. Honestly, I think three of them came in the first half, and then it's. I think it's. I wouldn't say how bad is Pitts. I'd say how bad is Atlanta's offense. Yeah. I mean, guys, let's let's. Here's an example. You know, Matt Ryan had threw the ball thirty-five times, completed twenty-one passes. For 164 yards. I mean, the guy yeah, had 164 yards passing. Yeah, that's, and I it's just brutal. I think what, what maybe this is the Julio effect that we're seeing kind of come down because I was looking at the average depth of target for Ridley and Pitts, and Ridley was 11 yards and Pitts was seven yards. So there's really not, there's not really big upside that you can see. So it's really hard to, I mean, if you have pits, you probably have to start them. And if you have Ridley, you're going to start them. But I mean, 
it it just doesn't seem it seems like they're just gonna have a lot, have to have a lot of volume. Yeah, and they are. And and honestly, if they play like they did this week, they're they're gonna have a lot of volume. I mean, you can't you can't lose thirty two to six and play as bad as they did and not expect to have to pass the ball a lot. So anyway, I, you know, again, I, we'll, we won't take too much more on that game. Obviously we've already taken enough time. I'd say uh, mm-hmm. next game we had was Steelers bills. You know, this game, good game, really, honestly, very, you know, solid game in my opinion. Um, it was kind of slow going though. Right. I mean, I don't think there's any point scored really until the fourth quarter almost. At least that's what it felt like. I think there was a yeah. The Steelers didn't. Yeah. The Steelers scored almost all their points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah they, they scored they, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. In the fourth. Block. Yeah. And a five-yard pass to Dante uh, Johnson plus a, that field goal. Yeah, you know, you know, the sad part of this game is, you know, you look at this game and you think, okay, we there's some some pretty high upside fantasy players in this game that you'd hope or, you know, you almost expect to have some great weeks. Well, the other day, I think the best fantasy player in all this was the kicker, Tyler Bass. You know, the guys yeah. had three field goals and an extra point. Um, but if I'm looking at Steelers and I'm looking at uh, uh, Buffalo, I'll quick comments on these guys. Allen did not, not have the week that I think a lot of people that drafted him would have hoped. Um, you know, those who picked Zach Moss, I don't think he played today. No, he was um, a healthy so, scratch. Yeah, which that's – I think that's a statement in and of itself. You have a player that's a healthy scratch. Uh, even with that, though, I mean, Singletary only had 11 carries. It's not like this right. guy ended up, you know, coming in and doing unbelievable work uh, in a game that, you know, that clearly Buffalo is basically saying, like, yeah, we don't care about our running backs. It's going to be the, yeah. the Allen show. <laughs> yeah, Allen had nine rushes himself. Right. Well, not only that, but he threw the ball 51 times. You know, right. it, it wasn't his best game by any means, um, but it wasn't Pittsburgh's best game. I mean, no. you look at both Ben Roethlisberger's stat lines, kind of blah. You know, yeah, 188. Harris, Harris averaged 2.8 yards per carry for a guy that's supposed to be the savior. The the know, one thing position. to the one thing to emphasize with uh, with Harris this last this week is that he was on the field for every single play. He did not come off the field. And so that's one thing that if you drafted Harris, you can hang your hat on that. They did not even think to look to anybody else throughout the entirety of the game. And, you know, talent is one thing, but volume is the thing that you need in fantasy. And that will just bear itself out, or it should bear itself out over the season that Harris – Better days are ahead, I guess, is what I'm saying there. Better days are ahead for Harris. You know, yeah, him, I mean, he's... give him some slack there. The Bills' defense isn't any anything to, you know, joke about. They they know what they're doing out there. Um, better days are ahead for Harris. Yeah, I mean, he's with his volume, he's basically guaranteed to be top like fifteen twenty, yeah, regardless of how he performs, right. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I agree with you guys there. But it, again, I mean, you're looking at you say Buffalo's defense isn't anything to sniff at, but again, they're not like the best defense in the world either. So I, you know, it was just it it was one of those blah games for me. There wasn't a whole lot of when we talk about fantasy football, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff really going on in that one. Yeah, but I think when you think about game flow, like 
Pittsburgh has almost entirely new offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Three preseason games, Big Ben didn't play any of them. So I I mean, I think this is probably what should have been expected. Right. And, you know, I think Yeah, Deontay Johnson scored. I be, I was big on him all off season. Yeah, he and it was so, an amazing catch that was tipped and he somehow came down with it. Yeah. Let's go to the hands. next game. Again, not trying to take too much time on each one of these games, but let's go to the next one. Uh, next one on the list here is 49ers versus the Lions, which, I mean, holy cow, right? I mean, it, right. <laughs> anybody that watched that game was a little bit shocked by the end result of what kind of went on here. Um, totally not expected. I mean, I guess the 41 points by the 49ers may have been expected. But the 33 points by the Lions with a chance to win the ball game coming – or not win, I guess, but tied up, tied up uh, at the end of the game, that was definitely a little bit of a surprise to uh, to me, to say the least. Um, right. And they gave – dude, I mean, talk about fantasy relevance. I mean, Goff threw the ball 57 times, 300 yard, 338 yards passing, three touchdowns. We have some relevant wide receivers even beyond just – you know, Hawkinson, who I was clearly wrong about. Um, <laughs> I know I, I'm going to hear it. But, you know, we have, a, you know, Swift, who basically became a wide receiver in this game. Eight catches, 61 yards on TD. You know, ran the ball 11 times. I mean, that, that's just on Detroit's side. Now, the 49ers side, I feel like if you have a 49er, this is what you're going to get every every single week. Some random running back is going to be good. Now, it's not going to be the guy you think, right? So Mostert right. gets hurt after carry number two, right? Right. You know, and, but but how about this? Two carries, 20 yards, right? So right. Then, like, I mean, the guy blows it all. up and then he gets hurt. Right. Right? Shocker, Mostert's not playing. And then some some random guy, uh, you know, comes out, carries it 19 times, 104 yards and a touchdown, right? Elijah Mitchell steps in. Runs yep. for 38 yards of touchdown almost immediately. He's, <laughs> and the, pick, he's the pickup of the week. Is well, he if, he, if is he's Sermon... the guy, like the question is, is, is Sermon going to play, right? Well, I think right. they're they're going to play the hot hand. And, I mean, it's not looking good for Sermon if he's a healthy scratch week one. Yeah, but is, that the, is that just them kind of, hey, he doesn't – is it kind of like a Justin Jefferson last season? Not, not to the degree of, like, he's going to be a – well, he could be a really good running back. I mean, Eliza Mitchell is where they another... kind of ease them into the the season. Like, hey, let's make sure he knows the playbook. Let's make sure he knows all the things that we're doing here. And then Sermon's just kind of going to take off. Or it, did Eliza Mitchell just say, you know what, this is my position and I'm taking it? I mean, Eliza Mitchell is another rookie drafted in the sixth round. I mean, they're not like easing Sermon in. I mean, he just beat him out for the role today. And he just kind of, you know, they they didn't even really run by committee when he came in either. They just right. gave it to him. Well, what was, isn't Elijah Mitchell a part of their special teams unit? And that's why he was an active player. Whereas, you know, Sermon doesn't play special teams. Uh, well, I think that's a point but, to make. Right but there. he was still, he was still the backup running back. Right, right, because uh, you I have to have someone. Yeah. Right, but your number one running back gets hurt every other game. <laughs> That's true. I mean, <laughs> did did I miss? Did Ayuk play or did he get hurt? He, or benched? 
He he played. He just didn't ever once touch the yeah. ball. I don't even he think get, it was did, he didn't what, get a target. He didn't get a single target, Bobby. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying about like this is what I think you can expect from San Francisco. It's not going to be the guys you think. Elijah Mitchell goes 19 carries, 104 yards. Debo Samuel, right? So last year Debo was kind of high on people's lists because he had a pretty decent year uh, the year prior. And last year, obviously, he kind of tanked. But then you had uh, Brandon Ayuk, who had a phenomenal year. Well, okay, coming to week one, Debo Samuel gets 12 targets, nine catches, 189 yards, and a touchdown. Right. Yeah, like, what the heck? You know, <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's this is a typical week that you can expect from San Francisco. I don't think you're ever going to guess – you know, I mean, you can give it a try. They're going to score points. You know, they're going to win ball games. Are you going to get the? Are you going to guess right? Probably not. <laughs> so you know, that's just kind of what to expect yeah. out. I There's going like. to be a consistent inconsistency in who's the guy that's going to go off. Yeah, but someone's going to be the guy. Yeah, I I, I want to see more from them because I mean they're yeah. playing the Lions like. Up yeah. there with the worst defenses in the league. So right. yeah, there's let's that. see. Let's see two, three more weeks, and if Garoppolo stays or Lance. Right. That was that was one odd thing too is that they had you know Trey Lance not only active, but they had him go in and throw one pass or five yards and a touchdown. But then he also ran the ball three. Like they had him take like a couple of snaps here and there. It just what are you doing? Is kind of my question. If I, I'm more of a purist, I guess, in a sense of like, just get your guy and let him do his work. Like, if you want Garoppolo to be that guy, let him go in and do what he's got to do in order to help this team win. If you want it to be Trey Lance, do that. There's not much of that two quarterback system that we'll ever really see in the NFL. And I don't know it, what they're trying to do there with that with that little fanciness with Lance. I love Lance. I think he's going to do great once he starts, but. I mean, when's that going to be? Are you just going to toy it around all year or what? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. And then for the, for the Lions, I think we found – like, I think this is interesting because San Francisco is the number one defense in DraftKings. And then you have the Lions putting up 33 points, and you really have three – you have four real players that were relevant in fantasy. Right. I think, you know, maybe Jamal Williams and Swift can be played all year and – Hawkinson will all obviously be played, and then maybe Goff is actually a streaming quarterback that you can you maybe, know, rely uh, on for a few games. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's a good point, John, because I think the Lions are going to be playing from behind a good bit. And you saw in this game specifically. I mean, how far behind were they? And yeah. I don't know if I'd call that trash points. You know, they, when they, they outscored twenty-one to three from the middle of the third quarter on. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'd call it. Like, they just had a bunch of trash. I mean, at the end of the day, they just dominated the second half. Right. The difference is the 49ers dominated the first half significantly more. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it at least shows that the offense can put up points against a really good defense. So, yeah, they might be putting up more points than we had expected them in the kind of in the prep for the season. Uh, I have a quick comment on this, and we'll move on to the next game, but – Part of me almost feels like the Detroit Lions are similar to the Minnesota Vikings of last year. No defense at all, right? No defense at all. 
And right now, they look like they can score some points. So, who knows if it stays that way. But uh, we'll see as the season kind of goes here. Uh, next game is the one I thought would be the highest score of the week. Obviously, the 49ers-Lions was. Uh, the Cardinals-Titans. I really, I think more than anything else, was a little bit shocked by the Titans. They just, they didn't really move the ball. I mean, at right. the end of the day, um, Henry didn't have a great game. So those of you that mm-hmm. decided to go the Henry route in the first round are probably a little bit disappointed. I mean, 58 yards rushing total. And, you know, as we always know, he gets very little involvement on the passing game. He did have three he, catches. He had three. That was, that's way more than he usually gets. And I I'm don't see it happening if, much more often because they were down so much. Yeah, I'm curious that ends up being a, you know, uh, like a, a, a that's, max that's an out- for him in a week. Yeah, an that's outlier. an outlier. Um, and, and the other uh, note to this, you know, Henry's game could have been salvaged, but Ryan Tannehill ran ahead in a one-yard touchdown to kind of s- swipe that from him. So, yeah. interesting. Well, this is, it's a point that I made up about or came up with regarding Henry last season was that, yes, he did very, very well, but he had a lot of games where he was very just much a dud that he came out with. Uh, he, had, he has those gigantic, you know, 250 yards, three touchdown games, but he unfortunately has these 58 yard three catch unexpectedly, you know, 70 maybe total yards in a game kind of games. And it just, it happens. And I, I don't know if it's a product of the Titans poor defense, but that's a guy that you might be able to, you know, get off from try and find a, a receiving back and someone else within that same tier of player, but uh, someone maybe if you do have a minor roster, think about, all right, what is the season really going to look like with this guy? And do I want to go along for that ride all year long? Yeah. yeah. I think the, the other thing on this game that I'm a little worried about is just the Tennessee wide receivers. Especially like Julio, if you were big on Julio and drafting him up this year, I mean he had six targets and his average depth of target was nine yards. So yeah, he had. I mean he had three for twenty nine. AJ Brown had four for forty nine. The really the only differentiator there is that uh, Brown had a touchdown. Yeah. Um, But beyond that, I mean they they unfortunately played at least out pretty similarly yeah and the Arizona does not have the best secondary well so and that's I, the thing I was going to say John is is Tennessee just they just didn't play good they're at home played poorly I mean all, all right. across the board you'd think that this game would have gone a little bit differently um, yeah so I mean I almost wonder if you want to think about like selling AJ Brown and Julio while they still have value if they're going to you know, tank if they're not going to have the years you're expecting where you drafted them. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I disagree with that. Because that uh, could no. be a sneaky maybe like Julio for Thielen trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Because those guys are drafted fairly close to each other as well. You know, and uh, on the reverse side of the ball here, I think, um, you know, we all like Kyler. Bobby, you loved Kyler. I yeah. don't hear the hey, you know, MVP chant going on. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna toot my own horn. I'll let you do that for me, Joe. 
Well, no, I think he did. I mean, phenomenal game today. Five total touchdowns. That's that's pretty incredible. Now, I'm, let's let's skip past that for a quick second and talk about some guys that might be uh, worth talking about as far as um, potential pickups. So, number one, something that's a little sneaky. Now, this is I say it's a little sneaky, but James Conner had 16 carries, so mm-hmm. a little bit more involved than I think a lot of people might have expected yeah. in the offense. Um, but obviously, you know, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk had two touchdowns. Uh, Rondell Moore had four catches, 68 yards. You know, I think there's there's some some opportunity for some, you know, again, flyers on some pickups, stuff like that. I think those two guys are both probably mostly available in, mm-hmm. in leagues still today. As, and especially if you found yourself with an injured wide receiver either coming into the week or uh, someone that got hurt during the week, uh, Christian Kirk might be a guy just throw on the end of your bench and you never know what's going to happen at doesn't look like A.J. Green was all too involved in the offense, and people are saying he's doing great, he's looking better than ever. Um, it just doesn't seem to bear out on the field when the game is going on. And Well, and, if you bought into the A.J. Green's looking great BS, then you were a fool. Some um, people did. He's on more rosters than you'd think. Uh, which is sad. Yeah, but I think like Christian Kirk was the guy last year a lot of people thought could could hit, and this year – I mean, I've I've heard more talk of Rondale Moore and AJ Green, and nobody really talked about Christian Kirk. So, yeah, he he, I mean, he he could end up being the number two receiver in a offense that scores a lot. Right. Yeah, I Murray Murray. I I would have to look at everyone else out there, but uh, Kyler Murray had at least in a, in a most standard leagues he had thirty four and a half points. That might be the most of anyone. Um, oh no, there was a wide receiver, uh, Cooper, had like thirty-eight points or something like that. But yeah, Cooper had a Tyler Murray, number one quarterback. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, James, moving on. Jameis Winston had more throwing touchdowns than him. Yeah, <laughs> this is true, buddy. No, but I, yeah. you know, he also did throw an interception today, which I think he was pretty pissed about. Yeah. Uh, or no, did he throw an interception? He did. Yeah, he did. Murray did. Murray did, yeah. So he, he did. had he had two interceptions. One of the I think one of them was called back. Um if you got the um, yeah, you, I think we're here on the on that game. Yeah, I think so too. And and obviously for the sake of time we'll we'll go through some of these pretty quickly. I'm gonna make a quick comment on the Seahawks Colts game. Uh if you guys want to make a quick comment on that as well. I, I, the comment I'm going to make is Tyler Lockett doing Tyler Lockett type things. You know, Tyler Lockett this week was four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Next week, I have a prediction he'll have four catches, 15 yards, and no touchdowns because that's what Tyler Lockett likes to do. So, huge right. week from him this week for those who took a flyer on him, started him, put him in your lineup. Uh, not bad. And Seahawks, honestly, pretty much controlled that whole game. I think the Colts looked pretty poor. Uh, Wentz did play, didn't look that great uh, overall. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lockett's when we talk about like a lot of like Julio and Pitts having disappointing average depth of target, Tyler Lockett's average depth of target was 23 yards. So that just shows that like they Russell loves throwing him the ball deep, and then you get games like this. Right, that's right. It's not going to be every week, but it is going to be a few of them. You, you do like Taylor's passing game usage for the Colts. He got six catches, 60 yards, and then another 56 on the ground. He's 
he's going to bear himself out as a, a top 15 running back for sure. Um, and the better days are ahead there. Yeah, well, and he led his team in receiving, which you know, yeah. now I think he was what, barely – he was second on the team in targets behind Naheem Hines. Right. They both had six catches. Back. Yeah, I mean, but think yeah. about that. That's their two running backs combined for fifteen targets, twelve right. catches. You know, and their wide receivers barely had fifteen targets among them. So right. yeah, I mean, a lot of people were high on a lot of people were high on Pittman, and I don't think I would start any Colts receiver until no. you see something. Yeah, no. I mean, even Gal had four for forty-three and two touchdowns. Um, he's nothing more than a guy that you will maybe start some week in like a, a daily fantasy. I don't see him as someone that at least at right now that I'm going to go out and try and pick up somebody, let somebody else in your league be that guy that, that does that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. like throwing a dart to see who it lands on this going to get touched on that this week. Yeah. And then we have uh so following that game, we have, uh, I'll go through two of them real quick. We'll talk any points you guys want to make on these two games. Somewhat fantasy irrelevant this week, two games. Um, I think a lot of people that had players on these two games would have hoped for a little bit more relevance, but Chargers, Washington, and then the sorry Jets versus the Panthers. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take a quick comment on the Chargers because I do like uh, Herbert. He actually had a decent game. He threw on yeah. 337 yards, but only had the one touchdown. Uh, and I think that's just kind of what you know brought him back this week against a good defense in Washington. Keen Allen, nine catches, 100 yards. Uh, but the, I think who stole a show this week for uh, the, the Chargers was eight catches for Mike Williams uh, mm-hmm. and a touchdown. So that was probably the best that we saw in that game in general. Yeah. Uh, Gibson actually had a good game too, 20 uh, carries. Four and a half yards average, 90 yards, uh, you know, overall not too shabby, but they couldn't quite win the game. Um, that's just that game. Any comments on the other, uh, the sorry Jets Panthers or anything more on the Chargers, uh, versus Washington? I mean, I, I think it was good to see Eckler play and, um, run the ball a lot. Um, but I think you're going to see probably a lot of disappointing weeks from your running backs against Washington. I mean, yeah. the, the Jets, I mean, start Corey Davis and ignore everyone else on the team. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you, you hate to see Fitzpatrick go out. I believe it's a dislocated hip, I think, is what the Ooh. injury was. So, uh, we're, I think, what that's the long term, but probably won't be coming back anytime soon. So we're, we're going to see a lot of Heineke more than likely. Uh, good opportunity for the, the kid who he actually was a Viking practice squad quarterback for a long time and uh-huh. a name a name here in Minnesota. Um, what that's going to mean for everyone else, I don't know, and I'm a little skittish on that, but that doesn't mean that Gibson isn't going to perform and McLaurin, um, you know, Thomas had a touchdown. One guy for the Chargers to kind of – uh, keep an eye out on if you are looking for a tight end. Um, Cook, five for 56. You like that if you are kind of tight end needy. Um, and then looking at the Jets and the Panthers, not, like you said, there's not really all too much that stands out. Um, one guy that maybe is someone that you can keep an eye on, maybe starting uh, at some point. 
is uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. He had three for 26. He's got a lot more usage, um, and, and there's a lot more to come there, I think. It's just a matter of when that's going to be. Um, so, again, someone to kind of just keep an eye out on, see what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe put him on your follow list, so to speak. Yeah. He did have six targets in that game as well. Right. Uh, one thing on the on this game I would tell you that it, it's almost it's almost disappointing. I mean, it's it's kind of expected, but almost disappointing. The sorry Jets just sh- showing how sorry they really are. 17 carries, 45 yards, 2.6 yards per, per carry. That backfield is just miserable. Yeah. I well, mean, and then they, they, they lost Mekhi Becton as well in the game. Yeah. Um, who's basically like a wall and a half himself. Yeah. Uh, so that's not going to bode out too well for everyone else going forward. He was One- the left side of their line. Yeah, <laughs> the entire left side. One thing that is just kind of insane is that uh, Chris McCaffrey didn't score a touchdown, but he still got 23 points. Well, that's what and, happens when you catch nine balls a game. That's in, that's in a half PPR as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you catch so... nine, nine catches. And this is the point that we were making to people that were debating, like, or even a better point, if you didn't take Christian McCaffrey first overall, this just proves how stupid that was. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I mean, mean, you. I can see you being a little bit nervous with a new quarterback coming in. Maybe his utilization will change, but, I mean, I think this kind of settled it. I think the only heartbreak for him was if you're playing DraftKings and, you know, he missed 100 yards rushing by two yards and 100 yards receiving by 11. Right, and so you're just off of six more points. Yeah. Like, And, and then again, no touchdown, but in – in a full PPR, I'm looking at 27.7 points, like without a touchdown. He's yeah. still, he's still, the king. Hey, he's still and John, king to your point, new quarterback. Hey, do you, to your new quarterback, it, it's not like Sam Darnold is chopped liver, right? Or a rookie mm. coming in and not having any clue what to do. Right. So he knows what he's, he's at hey. least a professional quarterback. Right. And that's my point. Like, that's what I'm getting at here is like the guys, the, this is why McCaffrey was a no-brainer for the number one. This is why he stood in the, um, you know, Pappy Van Winkle, you know, by himself. That's just the reality. Um, now let's get into the next game as we kind of move on here. The Texans shocked the world, I think, to a lot of people. I don't know if it was that the Texans shocked everybody or if the Jaguars are just still really that bad. Um, you know, this game, uh, against some fantasy relevance, uh, I think the clear-cut, Number one thing, and I, you know, if we're talking, looking for a, a guy as far as just picking up a player this week, I think one that should be on the very top of the list is Mark Ingram. Yeah, I was really surprised that he, I, I thought he would get the ball a lot, but I'm surprised he had 26 rushes to Philip Lindsay's eight and David Johnson's three. That that is why, in my opinion. I mean, again, they I mean, his game. They run right. the ball a lot there, but still. His average was still 3.3 yards, so it's not like he's, you know, a world beater, but he, if he's going to get the ball that many times, then. Right. Well, and not only that, but Philip Lindsay snuck a five-yard touchdown again, uh, away from him, essentially. You know, if that goes to Ingram, all of a sudden you're looking at a 20-point game from an undrafted in fantasy running back that's probably, you know, maybe 10% owned out there in the world. Um, Someone that you could definitely go and grab. Um, Brandon Cooks also is just a guy that people sleep a five for one third. 
I mean, Cooks is going to just get his stats. He, he's going to get his stats every year. He's, I think, 27, and almost every single season he's a 1,000-yard receiver. Doesn't really matter who's throwing him the ball. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod still had years where he was, you know, around top 12 quarterback when he was in Buffalo. So he's at least competent. Well, and the question, too, is like if he doesn't have a punctured lung in week two or whatever that was last year. Week one. Week whatever it was. Yeah. Who knows where things are at with with him right now? Because he's always bared himself out as at least a competent quarterback when it comes to the NFL. And you know, competent enough as well with uh, with things NFL or uh, fantasy wise. He had twenty four fantasy points just about. Yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor to me is still a very very great almost backup quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like the you know the the guy that uh, the the Brock Osweiler what the hell is his last name Osweiler Osweilers of the world where you know. If you have to rely on him for an entire season, you might be disappointed. But you know, if if you gotta, you know, he's not gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna do a decent job of keeping your team in the games. But fantasy wise, he might be a little bit, uh, you know, not necessarily des- ideal. But good week for him, without question. I, I think he'll, he'll is, have streamable weeks. I think uh, potentially. Yeah, and, and I think that the fact that they play the Jaguars twice, because I, you know, I think this game was more of a testament about how bad the Jaguars really are. I mean, they yeah. get 37 points against what I think most people would agree is not necessarily the most talented Houston offense. Yeah. Correct. And I think that's the simplest way to put it. On a Jaguars note, 51 passes um, thrown by Trevor Lawrence. I think the biggest shocker for the Jaguars, and again, we're talking about a team that we don't have to spend a lot of time here, but James Robinson. Five carries. That was it. Yeah. You know, I, you know I mean, how does that, that backfield pan out? I mean, Carlos Hyde had nine. So, I don't know if there was an injury there. I didn't watch the game. Because um, why but, would you? Uh, well, exactly. But uh, but v- very interesting for a lot of people that took a, a bigger, higher stream on on Robinson, thinking he'd be heavily involved after the injury to ETN. You like uh, if you if you drafted Chenault, uh seven for fifty is a stat line. That's that's good. He'll probably you know be a high possession type receiver that way all season long. A lot of his usage is going to be kind of near to the the line of scrimmage as well. And maybe they're using some of those passes as rushing plays because their offensive line really isn't. I mean, we saw it in the preseason. Their offensive line is not good. Yeah, I think all three Jacksonville wide receivers proved that they can be solid wide receiver threes with wide receiver two upside. Right. So I think I think I'd feel comfortable starting kind of any of them going forward right. with how I mean I don't I expect them to give up a lot of points and then they might be kind of like Burrow last year throwing the ball forty times a game. Yeah. Lawrence might be in that range. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Burrow moving on to the next game here, I know we just already talked about the Bengals, but I want to go into the Kansas City uh, versus Cleveland game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take us full circle here. Um, I don't know if you guys had checked out the Millionaire Team today, but the Millionaire Team was a a stack of uh, two stacks. They had two stacks. They had one of them was Tyree Kill and and Tra- uh, Kelsey. The other stack was Joe Burrow. 
Joe Mixon and T Higgins. This is they scored 222 points, which I, I felt like that was pretty low for the millionaire winner from a points scored standpoint, but not a team I would have created. I mean, look at this. I mean, Joe Burrow, Melvin Gordon, and he had a good game. We didn't talk yeah. much about them yet, um, but he had a decent game. Mixon obviously had a good game. Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Kelsey. Um, he had Marvin Jones, one of the chief guys in the and the Cardinals defense. So going back into these games as we're talking about them here, um, you know, any highlights? I, I felt like honestly one of the better games to watch this week, if nothing else, was the Chiefs uh, versus the Browns. Yeah, it's fun watching Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and what I took away from that is that the Browns are going to be, you know, a team that's. They're they're a good team. If they put something together very nice, and I think they're going to be a team that we're going to be seeing winning some games this year. Um, I, they went to the playoffs, won a playoff game last year. I, I see them just kind of picking right up where that left off, and maybe being a little bit better. Even um, there's, I've heard of some people out there saying Browns maybe even a, a contender, a, a top contender this season. Yeah, I um, think and they're, so they're a trendy Super Bowl pick. Yeah, um, I don't see them going that far, but I mean, twenty nine to thirty three, they had a good lead against uh, Kansas City up until you know halftime, and then Kansas City was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, we we're playing football," um, and just kind of took over the game from that point on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, one team has Patrick Mahomes and one has Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well, you know, Baker looked good today, dude. 21 and 28, 321 yards. He threw an interception. Ter- but terrible interception. Though. Yeah, that game. wasn't ideal. But, uh, but again, I, you know, I think he, he, didn't, he didn't hurt himself too badly today. I mean, it's and a good, they, good they had no They had no Odell this week, so maybe right. he comes back and he adds um, kind of another layer over the top for the offense. Yeah. Right. Um, one like, thing I'll say like on a Chubb fantasy, with his two touchdowns, 83 yards. Yeah, well, Chubb is going to do Chubb stuff. But I, I think uh, uh, one guy that stayed relevant, which I think a lot of people had some question marks on, was Kareem Hunt. He had three catches, 28 yards, six carries, 33 and a touchdown. Like that, I feel like that's a typical week that we're going to see from him. And that's still mm-hmm. worth that's a 15-point week. You know, that's that's a 20-point week, which is kind of what he did last year. Yeah. yeah, I mean the touchdown really saved him, mm-hmm. but I mean he he does get um, at least a decent number of the touchdowns. But I mean Chubb's Chubb's still the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chubb's definitely the guy you want in that backfield. But you know, Kareem Hunt came in and got a two-yard touchdown run at the end of the day. Uh, I think uh, you know we'll skip through this game pretty quickly, but I do think it was a good game to watch. Yeah, uh, I think CEH was a little disappointing again. So we'll yeah. see if he, he just hit it. He, he had mean, a couple. He had a couple good runs. Um, that that line is coming together really nicely for him, and that line's only gonna get better as the season goes on. I like the potential that is there for CEH, but at the same time, I mean, whenever they get in, it, it's either Tyreek Hill from like eighty yards out. Or Kelsey when you get in close because the mismatch is just so too great to to not exploit and utilize. It, it was a bad game flow for him. They got down big yeah. early, so 
And yeah. one thing I want to kind of circle back to. So Patrick Mahomes had 33.28 points. Uh-huh. Um, Joe, Joe who's, tried the guy, to get who's the guy? Who's the guy that uh-huh. you, you picked? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 28.76. So I will yeah, take but that if you point. Took my advice, now, hold on, you're not hold disappointed. On. Let's yeah, be real. Joe. Unless you lost you, your game by three Joe. points. Okay, that's fair. Joey, you were not right, but you also weren't wrong. And we all had Hurts in that top five. You're, you were just old and wild and crazy and said that you, if you had both on your team, would start Hurts over yep. Mahomes. And that's that's just where you fall through a little bit. So you weren't wrong. You, you pressured me into you, that, you, that I did. I did. I didn't necessarily want to make that statement. But since you were, I had to make, you know, you shut up for a little second. Now, I will yeah. say going into the afternoon, I was feeling really good. Yeah, about I was I was a little nervous. I, I'll say I yeah. was I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, I mean, I think he can get around 25, 27. So speaking uh, so it'll of be bold close, predictions, but speaking of so bold predictions, I just want to emphasize one thing really quick, Joe. Yeah, you yeah. were not we're wrong. Emphasize. You were not wrong about Jalen Hurts having a good. Okay, you that's right you about the back. Okay, yeah, I was wrong about the back. Anyway, um, let's go into the thing I was right about. And significantly correct, in my opinion. Um, but Shaquan Barkley. I keep calling him Shaquan, if you can't tell. Saquon Barkley. Uh, 10 carries, 26 yards. I think he had three targets. Um, I was right, I think, twice on him. I think one thing I, I, I want to roll back the tape. I think I said, and we're talking about the Denver Broncos versus the Giants. Denver won twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I said that he might get somewhere around ten to twelve carries. I, I think that's almost the exact quote that I said um, when I said that I think he'd be outside of the top twenty-four running backs this week. Um, now I haven't looked yet to see if he technically falls outside of the top twenty-four running backs, but while well, he does, talk, Joe. He While had, you guys talk, I'm Joe, pretty sure I'm going to look Saquon that up. Bar- and tell you Saquon exactly Barkley had that. 2.7 total fantasy points. I'm just, I'm just um, checking to make sure that I was right that he didn't fall inside the top 25. I just, you know, I want to make sure that I was right on that. Joe, body. where did TJ fall in for tight ends? Yeah, I'm not going to be right every time, John. It's yeah. impossible. And the other guy you liked for this game was Kenny Galladay. I just like Kenny Galladay for the season, not necessarily this game. I didn't say anything about this game for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Galladay wasn't I mean, for 64. I mean, he's not Sterling Shepard, was 7 for 113 and a touchdown. Um, but 4 for 64, that's good usage on a guy that didn't really practice all too much, didn't play in the preseason. Joe has some a point, at least, to make there with Galladay that there is a lot of upside yet there and a lot of potential that he can, you know, become this guy that, that we're looking at getting. Um, one thing that you hate to see is Jerry Judy was was carted off in the game here. Not sure exactly what that injury is going to be, but that just uh, kind of perks up uh, Sutton, who only won for 14 in this game. Uh, a guy to potentially look at picking up or at least you know putting on that, that radar is Tim Patrick. Um, for- 47. Four for 39 and a touchdown. 47. Um, obviously, Noah Fan's going to get a little bit more usage as well. And 
Melvin Gordon is saved in this day by a 70-yard touchdown run. 47. Um, he had 101 yards and that touchdown. Beyond that, though, he had 10 carries for 30 yards. I don't know um, if you guys heard Not me. horrible. Bobby keeps talking. Um, 47. But not something that you're going to be all too <laughs> worried about. Now, Melvin Gordon's a guy that at least, well, the season is starting. He's still going to be fantasy viable, someone that you can put in that flex spotter, or if you're depending on how you drafted and that running back too. Um, so, who knows? Yeah, what it's forty seventh, like. Bobby. We'll have to look at uh, Javante um, Williams's usage through throughout this uh, this last game. He did carry the ball more. It's just Gordon. Got that big run. So Bobby, uh, moving on to the next game, right, we got... should we talk? Should we talk about Bobby's can you hear favorite? Me? Should we... Yeah, we can. We're ignoring <laughs> you. Should we talk about Bobby's favorite running quarterback? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about him. The Miami Dolphins. Two <laughs> attempts. Yeah, he had a rushing touchdown. He had uh, four what, rushes what five, for six. one yard and one touchdown. And a touchdown. There you yeah. go. Just for you, Bobby. He scores, he scores rushing touchdowns. I've made that point already. Made it a couple podcasts ago. He scores rushing touchdowns. I believe his fourth or his fifth touchdown in as many games. So he's scoring rushing touchdowns regardless of what else is going on. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Tom Brady rushing touchdown. He gets that, some, but... <laughs> that's exactly the point that we were trying to make. So, uh, I mean, for, for this game, I mean heavy on the defense i think you know miles gaskin seems like he has a at least a decent sized role but still didn't get huge production but i think the the biggest um takeaway for this for me is waddle seems to be like a um a big target for tua so maybe mm-hmm. he's kind of higher up than we thought but i still want to see what the offense looks like with will fuller next week I agree. I think the Will Fuller piece could be interesting, but I think the, I feel like this, Will Fuller might take more of Devontae Parker's uh, now, takes away. You know, four catches, eighty-one yards for Devontae. How many games is uh, I? I don't have it in front. I thought Fuller was out for like three games or something. No, I think pretty sure it's just the first game. Just the first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if I if I recall correctly, yeah. I think he was out five games last the last five oh, games the last end, year and then the end of last season and then right. carried over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one um, thing I will say about this game that uh, I want to make a quick comment on was uh, Damian Harris, twenty three rushes, hundred yards, good game overall. I think for him, to be honest with you. But um, the thing I'll say for him is he fumbled the ball and lost them the game. And if yeah. he keeps doing that, he's not going to be the start. Well, and it that goes for anybody but i think the thing that i'm i'm most um uh, like most relevant is the fact that ramondre stevens had one carry so we you know we came into the week saying like okay who's going to be who's going to be the the guy is it really harris or is stevenson because of his preseason going to take over some stuff and well he had one carry yeah so it's i think Harris's that's a pretty good statement yeah, and it's not like uh, – and Harris was involved in the passing game, three targets, two catches. So, you know, that, I think that was one thing uh, very interesting. The other thing on tight ends, I know a lot of people uh, – some people took Hunter Henry over Johnu Smith and vice versa. Um, Johnu had five catches today, 42 yards, so not a bad day, but not a great day. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you know, low scoring game, 17, 16, you can't expect too much from that. Yeah. Aguilar, I think was maybe a little surprising to have the most yards in the touchdown, but I think, I think new England could jump around her. Who's yeah. It's going to be Aguilar and Myers. I think each week in terms of the wide receivers, uh, but but James White's just not going away. Um, he had six for 49, and then he also had a four carries as well. So, I mean, James White's just not going away at that spot, and someone who, depending on that game flow and what happens, um, he, he, had the, he was tied for the most receptions on the team. Uh, so, in a PPR, I mean, there's some viability there at that flex spot, but not someone that's ever going to – really go off in a week yeah, there's not going to be a lot of consistency he's never going to get you 20 points but he'll Stay get in. you 10 points a lot of weeks yeah I can agree with that alright well going to the last game here the game of the week I guess on was it on Fox uh, New Orleans versus the Green Bay Packers I think this was just I, I mean as a Viking fan I loved it I think this was fantastic uh, I think what it was actually a lot of people um, had seen the Saints defense and thought they were a decent defense. I think they came out and said, "You guys know what? We're not decent. We're freaking good." Um, yeah, Thirty-eight I, to three. I thought their defense was going to struggle more because they lost so many people on the backfield. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was with you, John. I thought they were going to struggle too, but, especially against the Packers week one. Joe, as a drafter of a lot of Packers, how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I'm not happy that Devontae Adams didn't have that great of a game. Um, and you say I'm a, a drafter of a lot of Packers. I literally only drafted Devontae Adams and um, uh, Tanyan. Those are literally the only two that I drafted. It's a lot so, of Packers. No, I mean, just – and, and, dra- and you drafted them a lot. No, I drafted Devontae Adams a lot. I have Tanyan on one team. Devonte Adams is on three teams, so that that is that's the one guy that I had uh, on a decent, decent amount of teams. And yes, disappointing this week. But even with that, I mean, he got me ten points. You know, five catches, fifty-six yards uh, in you know the full PPR league. That's ten point six points. Yeah, not, not what you want from a first-round pick, though. No, and I, mean, I don't think anybody wants that other first-round picks. But at least, at least I didn't have uh, my first-round pick be you know Aaron Jones. Five carries, nine yards. Yeah, did he even get – yeah, he had two catches. That's it. Yeah, I think the two catches is the only thing that saved him from being worse than Shaquan Barkley. And I keep saying Shaquan, Saquon. So I, I think Barkley technically had a worse game than him, and it was the saving grace of the two catches for um, Aaron Jones. Yeah, so I mean, I think we – yeah, I think better things are going to come for Green Bay. I'm not. I'm oh, not I'm, gonna not, be too, yeah. I'm not going to be too worried about this. I mean, they no preseason games. Bakhtiari's hurt. I'm. We'll see. I'm not sure how long he's out for, but you know, if he's out, if, maybe if he's out for a longer stretch of time, maybe it hurts the Packers more than we thought it would. Yeah. Possibly, but the Packers play the Lions next week and the 49ers after that, and we just saw what the Lions did to the 49ers. Yeah, I think there's two bounce-back weeks for the Packers. I don't know that they necessarily win both games, um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm not I, I'm not concerned about my pick there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not 
I'm not too worried about the Packers at this point. I think the only game we didn't talk about was Dallas and Tampa Bay. And I mean, that game, it's everybody's good and start everyone on their teams. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, the, you know, Thursday night games, you know, from our standpoint, it's tough to get some some pieces out before that game. Um, but I think that game is just from a talking point. And we can talk a little bit about the Rams-Bears uh, game as we're watching it here. Um, but that game, I mean, both teams, I feel like if you got players that either play for Dallas or Tampa Bay, uh, you should start them. Yeah, maybe maybe not Michael Gallup. Um, well, he's maybe he's, he's maybe hurt. a flex. I think they say. Well, I think Gallup is now. They're 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 saying he's. Uh, how long are they saying he's going to be out for? Like three weeks or something like that. Is he? Yeah, I think they just announced he's going to be out for two or three weeks. So he's he'll be obviously not not as you know not somebody who start. But but that brings in you know uh, again I think that makes guys like Cooper and. Uh, C.D. Lamb now even more, you know, even more relevant. I mean, there's now sharing. How how many times did Dallas pass the ball? Forty-five times. Yeah, no, he threw it fifty-eight times. I think that's a special. I mean, they're going against the best run defense. Sure. So I think that's a special. But even still, Cooper got sixteen targets. Lamb got fifteen. Yeah. The next closest was seven. So those guys are going to feast. It's going to be yeah. they're. I mean, they could both finish in the top 10 if they play like that. Yep. So let's finish up this, uh, this saints uh, Packers real quick. Obviously uh, Kamara did have a decent game. Um, he had a touchdown catch, which was kind of more like a run, but it counted as a touchdown pass or reception. Um, he didn't have as many receptions as I would have, you know, thought or when you're taking him and thinking his floors because of a lot of, you know, PPR points. Um, only three catches on four targets. Um, overall, good game. Um, yeah, they just didn't throw the ball a lot. Like he, yeah, only, 20, threw, he only threw the ball twenty times. Yeah, and didn't have five to. touchdowns. Yeah, and and twenty carries for Kamara, so he dominated the backfield. Eleven for uh, Tony Jones Jr. I thought he had a good game. Um, Tony Jones Jr. That is uh, four and a half yards a carry. You know, it didn't statistically. He wasn't like a uh, you know world beater by any means, but somebody that I felt like was more involved than maybe you might have expected. Yeah, I think um, he's. I would put him as like look at Latavius Murray's best years. Yeah, like, yeah. The Saints, and you know maybe that's his upside. And if you have a couple injuries or some bye weeks, maybe he can. He's a guy you can plug in. To, you know, get something and not have a complete goose egg, but. Yeah, I agree. Kamara's I agree. still the guy. I agree. Uh, definitely Kamara's still the guy and still having a you know decent start to the season for him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, any, I mean, anything else for this week? I will make a quick comment just because I want to um, and because, you know, I, I like to when – I'm, when I'm beating John, I like to make sure that he's well aware of how badly he's getting beaten. So, John, if you didn't know already, uh, the score of our current matchup, is 131.98 to 85.32. Stafford did just score a touchdown, so that's going to help you a little bit, but I'm pretty sure I got this one in hand, brother. Yeah, we're also talking about a dynasty keeper league where I focus on getting younger dynasty guys and you focus on getting a bunch of old guys who are going to score more. Well, there's that. There is that. Um, But at the end of the day, what I focus on, John, is championships. 
That's what I focus on. Rings, John. Rings. That's what I want. Rings. Uh, and that touchdown that he just scored is getting called back, by the way. Um, any I, last I, words? I do have 70 points on the bench. That's pretty solid. That is solid. And that would have helped you because you might have had a chance of uh, catching up. But anyway, any uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight? I know we've uh, we've spent some good time here. Bobby, we lost him. His uh, – his, uh, maybe it timed out on him or something. We lost him for right now. But uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up for the night? No, it's just good to get back to football. It is great to get back to football. Uh, tomorrow night's game should be fun to watch. I think the uh, I think it'll be a good game. Actually, I think the Raiders are better than what most people are giving them. Um, so that will be a fun game to watch. Uh, anybody that has uh, some last second players there that uh, they're hoping to get some good good points out of to finish the week. Um, I know I'm playing against Josh Jacobs. I heard he was moved to like either questionable or doubtful with an illness. Um, so that might help me because I have Cooper Cup. So I wouldn't mind uh, somehow skirting out of the week one in a, in a different league with a victory. Um, but uh, but it should be fun to watch tomorrow night. Pumped that uh, football's back and guys are playing, having a good time, and watching the teams. Uh, hopefully the Vikings can figure their stuff out next week. But any final comments, John? Oh, Cooper Cup. Oh, no, he didn't get the touchdown, did he? No, they, yeah. They have a decent game. Well, the Rams are looking good. The Bears defense is what I thought they were going to be and disappointing. So, yep. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And uh, on that note, you know, the Vikings did lose, but it looks as if everybody in their division did. So we'll be okay. It's early. But that's all I got for tonight. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed your, your drink while listening to us. Um, I know I, I went through. Uh, a pretty decent glass of Woodford in our conversation tonight. Um, and uh, we'll continue to do so. But anyway, hopefully you guys had enjoyed this, uh, this podcast, enjoyed listening to us. Look for our next one coming out. Um, I think it's going to be th- uh, Thursday or Friday of this upcoming week. Um, also uh, look for us on, if you have any comments, anything you want to say, anything you want us to talk about, any suggestions, etc. cetera, um, email us footballotr at gmail.com. Uh, or uh, follow us on any of our uh, social media sites. So um, we'll uh, keep this thing going and then keep having fun. That's all I got for tonight. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.